0: be seated. Let's open our Bibles this morning to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 25 verses 6 through 9. Isaiah 25 verses 6 through 9. You'll hear some similarities in this passage to what we just sang. Listen to God's word today. In Jerusalem, the Lord of, the, of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death Forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. In that day, the people will proclaim, This is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation. He brings. And our other passage today is from the New Testament from Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, reading verses 3 through 5. Colossians 1 3 through 5. This is Paul writing for Paul and Timothy to the church at Colossae. We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. Friends, this is God's word for us today. God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the hope that it brings us. We ask now that you would open our ears and help us to hear your voice. Amen. What do you want out of life? What do you think most people want out of life? If you were to boil down all your answers, all your neighbor's answers, probably what we would find at the the heart of those answers is what we really want is love. That's really kind of what it all comes down to. We want to love and be loved. We want to... To be in a relationship with other people that we know, that we can count on, that that we love them and they love us, that that our lives can be can be uh, lived together in a way that is meaningful, and and if we take that a little bit deeper, we would probably also say we really want love from God too. We want to know that that this life is not all there is, but that that. That there's a greater power, a greater love, that something in this universe is holding us all together with love. We want to love and be loved with other people and with God. As we, um, see this little beginning of the letter to the, the church in Colossae, here with Paul, writing for Paul and Timothy, this, these few little verses that we read, Paul seems to be saying that this little church, in this little place, in this little city called Colossae, that they've got it. They've got it. They've got love, love between each other, love between them and God, that they found what we are all looking for. He says here, we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all God's people. Well, you know, faith and love can be hard to find. So yay, Colossians, right? They got it. Faith and love can be hard to find. You ever feel like faith is something that, that too easily slips away? You see it. in in friends and and family and neighbors and maybe in your own life as well that when pain or disappointment um, or um, the difficulties of life come that, that faith becomes harder to hold on to. Sometimes even, I think, the comforts of life make make faith harder to hold on to, or, or often we're just so busy, right? The relentless pace of life—we just going, 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 going all the time, and then we stop and we kind of look up and we say, "God, where are you again? Who are you again? Do I know you?" Sometimes uh, faith and love can be hard to hold on to. The Christians. Here in Colossae, don't just have a deep and faithful relationship with Jesus, but they have this love for each other, too. He says that uh, they have this love for all God's people. We all need to love and be loved, don't we? We were created to live live our faith in community. Has anybody noticed that that's hard sometimes? Anybody ever had your heart broken by brothers and sisters in Christ? Anybody ever looked in the mirror and thought, oh, that's not really the person I wanted to be. Anyone ever heard something come out of your mouth that you think sounds a little less than loving? It's hard to live our lives in love. It can be hard to hold on to. So, so what, have, what have the Colossians got going that we might want Faith and love. We need more of that. We want to be more like those brothers and sisters in Colossae. They had so much faith in Jesus and love for each other that Paul and Timothy say, our prayers for you are always spilling over in thanksgiving. This is how the message puts it. We can't quit thanking God, our Father, and Jesus, our Messiah, for you. We keep getting reports on your faith and love. Isn't that a great thing to have said about you? We keep getting reports on your faith and love. How do they do it? I don't know how many of you have ever been rock climbing or rappelling, but uh, if you are the person rock climbing or rappelling, you know, doing one of those big climbing walls, going up or down, you wear a harness And your harness has got this big metal clip on the front called a carabiner. And going through that carabiner is a a piece of rope or a flat piece of rope called webbing. And that goes up to another carabiner attached at the top. And the key is that that carabiner at the top has got to be attached to something solid, right? Because that's what's going to hold your whole weight as you're going up or down, That carabiner at the top has got to have an anchor point. And if that anchor point is flimsy, like a little bush or a tree that's maybe a little too dry and kind of brittle, then you're in big trouble. So you want your anchor point to be several rocks or trees with nice, big, um, deep roots need that anchor point to keep you safe. It seems like the Colossians have an anchor point for their faith and their love that is holding them steady as they navigate through this life. What's their anchor point? Well, Paul goes on to tell us. He says, for we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people which come from... Here's the anchor point, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. Their faith and their love are a product of their hope, their hope of heaven. This is how the message puts it. We keep getting reports of your steady faith in Christ, And the love you continually extend to all Christians. The lines of purpose in your life never grow slack. Tied tightly as they are to your future in heaven. Kept taught or tight by hope. That anchor point is your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. Hebrews 6, which also talks about our hope of eternity, of what God is preparing for us, says it this way, we can have a great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. The hope of heaven. The hope of heaven, the new heaven, and the new earth that God's Plan for this world is not just what we see here. That there is more to the story. Scripture tells us that history is moving toward a culmination. That we're not just stuck in this cycle, but that that Jesus will come again, and that Jesus will make all things new, and that one day God will come and make His home here among us and he will not be hidden anymore, and we will all see him face to face. That is an amazing hope. We heard a little bit about it in Isaiah, Isaiah 25. Probably Isaiah has the most amazing and wonderful descriptions of all the books of the Bible about this hope of heaven that we have. I love Isaiah. Isaiah 25 says that in that day, when Christ comes again, to make all things new. In that day, he will destroy the shroud that is cast over all people, that shroud of death, and he will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from the earth, for the Lord has spoken. This is the God we've been waiting for. Isaiah says, We never want to forget that we are waiting, and that we are watching, and that he is coming. It is a glorious hope, and we miss something if we live our lives only focused on this world and the path right before us. What this passage is calling us to do is to lift our eyes and look, look at the rest of the picture, because that will change how we live the rest of our lives on earth today to look higher. You know, there's something in our souls that really longs, longs for our heavenly home. The Bible says that God has put eternity in our hearts, and we feel it sometimes. We know it. We long for that home. C.S. Lewis calls it being homesick for a place we've never been. And we, we, we feel that sometimes. Sometimes. There was a preacher about 100 years ago named D.L. Moody. He was great at painting word pictures and telling stories, and he tells about uh, how he had heard of sailors far away, in this far away part of the world, on the Adriatic Sea, and how he had heard that the wives of these fishermen, whose husbands had gone, way out to sea, we were in the habit of going down to the seashore at night and singing the first verse of a beautiful hymn. And then these women would wait and listen until the wind brought back across the sea, the second verse sung by their husbands, far out to sea in their fishing boats. He says this, Perhaps if we would listen, we too might hear on this sea-tossed world of ours some sound, some whisper, born from far off to tell us that there is a heaven which is our home. And when we sing our hymns upon the shores of earth, perhaps we may hear their sweet echoes breaking in music upon the sands of time and cheering the hearts of those pilgrims and strangers along the way. We need to look up he says, beyond this low earth to build higher in our thoughts and actions, even here. Psalm 90 says, teach us, Lord. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We become wise when we, we lift our eyes and look at the big picture of eternity. I don't know about you, but I oftentimes think that my life here on earth is incredibly important. All the decisions I have to make, I feel like are often of ultimate importance. But the gospel reminds me that there's a bigger picture. That, that this life is just the beginning for those of us who have put our trust in Christ and that makes a difference in how we live today. If we put our, our hope in Christ, then we have that hope of eternity. And we want to bring as many people with us into eternity to have that hope as well. It changes our priorities here on earth to be able to see what's coming. D.L. Moody also tells the story of a, uh, one of the older saints in his in his church that he knew, who was homebound and mostly lived in one room in her house. And he tells about how uh, she could see out her window. There was a tree there, and there was a bird that came and made its nest in that tree every spring. And one year when it came to make its nest, instead of building it up in the branches, it built it way down low near the base of the tree, where there was just a little bit of a branch coming out. And she watched day after day as this this little bird came and and made its nest, and she would watch it and say, Oh, bird, build higher. Build higher. You're too close to the ground. She was so sure that 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 bird was going to come to grief and disappointment. Well, at last the bird got its nest done and laid its eggs and hatched its young, and every morning this woman would look out and see the nest there and she would see the mama bird bringing food to the little ones and she loved to watch them. But one morning she woke up and saw that there was nothing but feathers scattered all around and she said, ah, the cat has gotten that bird and its nest and all its young. I think what the Bible wants to say to us is this. That if you build for this life only, you will be disappointed. You will come to grief. But God says, build higher. Build higher. It is better to have life in Christ than anywhere else. Build higher. Build with eternity in view. Because down here, if we build for this life only, the cares and the struggles of this world, and the sinfulness of our own hearts can endanger faith and love. But we can build higher. Let's pray. God, you have given us this hope of eternity. Don't let us miss it. Don't let us be so caught up in our everyday lives that we miss the bigger picture Jesus once again we put our trust in you maybe for the first time we give our lives to you and we give you permission to reorder our priorities by your grace God may we build higher Amen.